right. Thanks and for joining us on the special episode of How'd You Like That Movie, where one of us will be eating crow. <laughs> one of us had better, uh, better odds in our picks, where we are discussing last night's Oscars. Chris, anything you want to say? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to be eating some crow. Uh, I'm definitely interested in uh, doing a bit of a fast and furious dig into last night's Oscars, the 93rd Academy Awards. Uh, we're going to start with, uh, what do you want to start with? You want to start with visual effects? Well, uh, let's just start. Did you watch the program or did you not? I did not. not. Did you? Me I know, neither. I, know, I, 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 thought I was you watching watched it every year. I did, except for this year. I really got into that Seaspiracy documentary on Netflix, so I did not turn it off. That, that show makes me so sad, that, that Seaspiracy on Netflix. <laughs> so I didn't watch the Oscars. You didn't watch the Oscars. Uh, I did a bit of background today uh, to get ready for the show. I'm guessing you did the same. So mm-hmm. do you want to just jump right into this? Let's do it. All right, everybody. Let's... Welcome to another episode, a special episode of how'd you like that movie and we're starting with visual effects all right scott what do you got well you know it's the one we we both in our oscar picks suggested what was going to happen was that tenant tenant was going to win for the special effects 100 percent. how do you feel about that i feel fine with it in terms of the other stuff i i really thought they like nolan needed a win he got a win and there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much to say to that. I mean, I'm lo- I'm looking at it, it's like Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, the one and only Ivan. Like I meant, I, I couldn't see Tenant not winning visual effects, and we'll talk about some of the stuff that maybe it should have won going on. Uh, but yeah, all right. So that's visual effects. Tenant won. I mean, and we're both in agreement that that uh, that was appropriate. Uh, okay, let's go to film editing. It was won by Sound of Metal, uh, Mikkel E. G. Nielsen. This one, I'm kind of surprised that I won for editing. Really? To be honest. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. It was a good film and I enjoyed it. But I really thought, I, re- I thought it, this one was going to go, I think, because Nomadland, Nomadland was nominated for it, correct? Uh, it was. And I thought they were going to win for editing. Well, I mean, Nomadland was nominated for like six Oscars, right? So, and it ended up winning three. So it, it did okay for itself. Uh, I think I think Sound of Metal did great for editing. Uh, I mean, up on that was The Father. The Father definitely had some interesting editing. Before we move on, did you get a chance to see The Father? I haven't yet, no. You, you got to watch no. that fucking movie. We're going to definitely talk about it because it was the big upset in the best actor category. Uh, do watch this movie. Anybody listening to this who hasn't seen The Father... It, it's going to blow your fucking mind. Anthony Hopkins' performance in it is uh, is is masterclass. But uh, on the topic of editing, um, the father definitely had some solid editing. Uh, no Man Land had some decent stuff. Um, but I mean, then there's Promising Young Women in Trial of the Chicago Seven, and uh, I think Sound of Metal definitely deserved this editing award. Um, Mikkel L- uh, Nel- Nielsen or Nelson, he did a he did a fantastic job. So I'm sure we'll be looking uh, to see more of his editing work going forward. Nice. Next next category was costume design. Boom. And Anne Roth won it for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, I she figured. Did. I figured that was going to be the winner, even though we didn't discuss it. But I thought so that was going to be the it. the other the other big contender there was and Alexandra Byron for Emma because Emma did have some really cool color blocking and really interesting kind of period costuming. Uh, uh, to be honest, again, everybody knows I didn't like. 
the film adaptation of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but it definitely it was it was less good than the sum of its parts. But the, those those parts that were in it, costuming, makeup, acting, there was definitely some good stuff. It just didn't all come together for me. But yeah, I think Anne Roth winning uh, best costume design for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, solid win. And then Ma Rainey continued with the win there. It started to pick up some steam with the little hair and makeup. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. You got Sergio Lopez Rivera, Mia Neal, and Jamika Wilson, who I think are the uh, first people of color to win for Best Hair and Makeup Oscar, I believe. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, the only thing that I thought might compete with it was Pinocchio. I didn't watch Pinocchio, so I wouldn't know. Well, I mean, they, they made they used makeup to like like they didn't use a lot of CGI. They used mostly makeup to make the boy look like wooden and stuff. So okay. it was well done. I mean, Hillbilly Elegy, uh, Elegy, 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 Hillbilly Elegy. I mean, the stuff on um, Glenn, Glenn Close, Close, it was good, but it wasn't like it wasn't Ma Rainey Black Bottom good. And I don't know how Mank ended up in, in best hair and makeup. I mean, it was mostly period-esque makeup. Like, there was no really big prosthetics or anything. So, It is what it was. It was what it now, was. Now, next, next one. This one I actually thought was the first upset with Cinematographer won by Mank. And I thought it was also going to be No Man Land. So, I yeah. Because I, I think... So, my pick, I think, for Cinematography was uh nomadland was it not do, 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 do. i mean hold on i think we mentioned it i don't think we actually picked that's right that's right of... um i mean i actually saw some some really great write-ups after after the fact judas and the black messiah also had i would say the two contenders that should have been in there are judas and the black messiah uh sean bobbitt and no man land uh joshua james richards like the, the cinematography in those two films was amazing. Uh, depending on what you were going to uh, use as your baseline, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah had like really cool uh, shots, like 1960s period piece stuff. Uh, no Man Land had those, those, those landscapes and those skies and stuff like that. So it, it kind of depended on what type of cinematography. I don't know. With Mank, with Mank I think it's like... So Mank was nominated for 10 awards and it only ended up winning two. So it makes me wonder if they threw, threw them a bone. Like it wasn't bad in Mank. There was just other films that did a better job with cinematography. So I hear you and I feel you. Cause <laughs> what's your, what's your quote for Mank? Just like Citizen Kane. What do you what was your little quote? Oh, just as boring and beautiful as Citizen Kane. There you go. They they the, the academy heard that and they're like it was beautiful, wasn't? <laughs> they're like let's give it a win. So next is production design, also won by Mank. I also I think this is a no, fucking upset. To be honest, on this one, I had no opinion on really? whatsoever. You don't think yeah. Tenant should have won for fucking production design? Like. That movie is massive. It is this massive film shot all over the world. Things moving forward, things moving backwards. Like, and it doesn't get production design. Like, uh, the father was super interesting again, uh, but it's essentially for the most part one location. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom also primarily one location. Like, Mank 
it was okay. Again, it's I think it's better than the father and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Definitely. But even like News of the World, News of the World is like this really big, expansive film. To I don't know. I think Mank. That's that's fucking ripping off some films that definitely should have got it. I personally think that Tenant should have got production design. And you say that you have no, no, uh, no cat uh, horse in this race. Yeah, but unlike you, I don't have my head up Christopher Nolan's ass. <laughs> so <laughs> you Wait, know, I don't was think it going Tenet up should've... Christopher Nolan's ass, or was it coming out of Christopher Nolan's ass? Who knows? It depends well, on where you it, are in the tenant. I, I was gonna say it is a half glass full, half glass empty. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is what happens when we try and do two shows in one week, and <laughs> the fucking wheels fall right off. Uh, Anyways, next category was best sound. I thought sound of metal. You know, sound was in the title. It should have won it. Um, what about Soul? I, I, have you seen Soul yet? Yeah, I watched. I have fucking three kids. Of course, I've I'm, watched. This Soul. is. I mean, I mean, it's just the lead up to my question. So, I again, I, w- I was reading Variety or or IndieWire or something like that. And what they had done, I think it was Indie IndieWire. They had actually got a bunch of people who had voted at the Academy Awards to kind of anom- anonymously give their kind of their their voting intentions. And a really interesting thing was brought up. So, with animated animated films, every Every bit of soundscape, every bit of sound has to be designed. There's no, there's no like ambient sound. It's, it's a blank slate. And so it was a really interesting perspective to take on animated films is that there's no, just like get room tone, like the, the actor walking across the stage, that's some sound like there's no sound that you start with in an animated film. You have to build every single noise that you hear. So even with that said, do you think sound of metal is, should have won? Yes. Okay. I what do. about Greyhound? But I mean, it, Greyhound had some good stuff too, like some amazing did. World War Two uh, sound effects and sound because sound is uh, sound sound design, sound editing and sound mixing now. Yes, but I think in terms of animated features, it still has the stigmata. Like it doesn't. It's stigma, literally just stigma. It's not bleeding from its hands. It's not a stigmata. <laughs> Hey, that was a good movie. That's the, that's the Catholic in you. You're like, hey, I was the thick of the Jesus. I, I should, you know, animated features start speaking in tongues and start bleeding. <laughs> we, we should actually do that movie sometime. It's uh... been a while since I watched it. But um, it's like, I think Beauty and the Beast was the only one that's ever been nominated for Best Picture, right? I don't think after that, another another animated feature has been nominated for Best for best feature that's a good question i would have to look into that because um, yeah i think literally they just compact it right yeah in which animated feature it's just that one category that's it it might and you might throw in a song right yeah because they often will song. get for uh either uh best uh original score or original score or original song right yeah so it's not too shabby but that actually, you know, brings us into best original song, which was "Fight for You." Yep, from Judas and the Mac, uh, Black Messiah. Do you like it? Listen, motherfuckers, <laughs> I voted for whose effect? It should have been Eurovision. A lot of people voted. A lot of people were really hoping for the Eurovision Song Contest. Song. I wanted fucking Will. I don't. I didn't watch it, but <laughs> if Will Ferrell was up on that fucking stage singing that song, 
you think you would have gotten more viewers? <laughs> no, I think I think the Oscars itself would have gotten did more you, viewers. Did you did you see that the Oscars probably could have used those views? Did you see any of the reports today on Twitter? Oh, I heard it was it was very. It's like something it like fifty percent less less viewership than last year. Yeah, which makes sense. I think because a lot of people like the thing with the Oscars too. It's all about the experience going to go watch it right and when everybody's stuck at home no one no one's engulfed in that little well there's less hype i mean there's like yes they had a little red carpet but there's less like of all of that like you said some people actually go to a theater to watch the oscars or they'll do an oscar night uh i think all of us have been watching just a lot of stuff lately so Mm -hmm. it's 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 like one more thing uh some of us um some of us, you know, tried to watch just all these movies and stuff, uh, which was interesting. Like I said, in the same articles that I was reading about some of these people who vote on these awards, they'll get to like uh, the documentary category. They'll be like, oh, I didn't actually see any of them. I'm like, you had one fucking job. Just watch these fucking movies before you vote. You had one fucking job and you're in the academy. Yeah, but these are all working people as well. What right? The fuck? They're they all people. COVID. A lot of them had lots of fucking time off. Yeah, but I'm sure a lot of the writers that, you know, are voting on the Academy are, you know, working on their screenplays. A lot of the actors are probably like, when the fuck am I going to get my next job? Oh, I'm in. Well, if they were working actors at the time, then, you know, they could have been in their 14 period lockdown, like (laughs) quarantine phase. (laughs) Been like, okay, I'm just going to throw these movies on now. I'm just, hey, just, I'm just going to cut you off for a second. Uh, Got a note from our producer. Uh, So best picture nominees for animated uh, were Beauty and the Beast, Up, and Toy Story 3. Ooh, all Disney, eh? All Disney. Well, Disney, Pixar, right? Well, Pixar is still Disney. So did you, have you heard Fight for You? Like, Did you, have, did you go and actually uh, take a listen to it before the show or anything? No, I didn't. Actually. It's good, I man. Saw, Check it out on Spotify. Really Check it out. I, I, I purposely was like, I, yeah, I mean, because some of that stuff gets lost when you watch the film. You're just like, oh, that's a cool track. You don't really know which song is which. It's sick, man. It's uh, I, I, you know, I liked it on my Spotify uh, playlist, so I hope to uh, hear it again. And that was "Fight for You" by H E R, Tierra Thomas, and Demile. I believe was the producer on that. Now, this is my favorite original score. Best original score. Yep. Soul. Yep. Trent Reznor. Reznor. Atticus yep. Ross or Reznor, whatever. Atticus Ross and John Batiste. Now, this is why it's my favorite, because it was literally it was a tweet I saw today that I still giggle about. So Trent Reznor went from Reznor. I'm going to fuck you, Reznor, whatever. I'm going <laughs> to fuck you like an animal. Yes. To winning an Oscar for a Disney fucking movie. I know. Isn't that amazing? That but, is amazing. But that album that has I want to fuck you like an animal on it also did very, very well. So he is not uh, he is not a stranger to success. Um didn't he have no. didn't Trent have an didn't he do the score for uh Trial of the Chicago Seven as well? He, he was, was nominated twice. Yeah, he, he was nominated he twice. Was, yeah. I, I thought it was for uh Mank. I thought he was nominated for Mank's score. Uh, yes, Mank you're right. yes, 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 you're right. Yeah. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for Mank. And Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John uh is it Batiste for Soul so. is, is what they won. That's not bad, right? When like you you break up the competition with yourself. Yeah. So he had a you know uh, he had high odds he was gonna win. <laughs> it was just which movie they well, were. Well, I mean, give it he, to. I think he had the best odds out of anybody else in that category. So 
<laughs> now, best animate short. Did you was, watch it? If any, no. Okay. Why? Why makes you like literally? Come on, man. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a husband. I'm a father. It's animated of short. Three. I'm also doing renovations in my house, and I got to babysit your ass. Like, <laughs> when do I have time to fucking watch everything, man? Okay. And I work. So, <laughs> so in the just to give you a heads up, uh, if you want to watch, if anything happens, I love you. It's on Netflix. It's about a 15 minute short film. Uh, I watched it today, uh, getting ready for the show. Uh, it's not bad. It's it's a uh, it's a very interesting uh, style of am- animation. It's not like Pixar or anything like that. Uh, I did not see any of the other animated short films, um, but I, I, I'll definitely check them out over the next little bit, and I can always you know tweet out some feedback on that. Um, but it was interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it it it's it's very it's in a very it's a very emotional um, short animated film. That's kind of all I really have to say about that. All right. Now, live action short was Two Distant Strangers. Did you watch that? that? This one's on Netflix, right? Yes, it is. It's about the kid and the cop. Uh, well, he's not really a kid. He's more like 20 something, but sure. It, it's on my queue. I haven't watched it yet, but it's, I did. It's very good. See ya. Yeah. So, and one of the things I want to say about it is, is anybody who's seen it is going to know exactly what I'm talking about. So last year's Oscar winner was Neighbor's Window. I believe is the title. And it had that very much like short film indie kind of vibe. Like you can tell, like they, they did a great job, but limited budget. It, it's got an independent feel Two distant strangers. So Puffy Combs is one of the, the producers on it. Looks like a fucking feature film. It looks like a short feature film. It's about 30 minutes long, but like from everything from like the cinematography to the can the uh, color grading, like, you you don't think you're watching a short film. It's it's beautiful. I and I was trying to find out how much uh how much the budget, the production budget was. Uh Netflix ended up picking it up in kind of early this year to for distribution. Uh if anybody does know the production budget on it, please hit us up on Twitter because I mean, it looks like they spent a couple hundred thousand dollars making this short film. Like it looks amazing. It's it's great wow. too. Um it really touches on all the Black Lives Matter stuff that's going on right now. And it has this kind of Groundhog Day feel. Uh, just kind of a short synopsis is a, a, guy, a, a young black man wakes up. And every time he goes downstairs and tries to, like, get back from this girl's house to his house to take care of his dog, he ends up getting murdered in m- multiple different ways by the police. And it just kind of keeps repeating, repeating. Um, and, I mean, you definitely go watch it. It's on Netflix. Uh, just like If Anything Happens, I Love You. Both of those are on Netflix. Definitely check those out. Now, what about best documentary short, Coulette? So I watched the, I watched the trailer for Coulette. Uh, it's put out by the Guardian, I believe. So you can watch it on YouTube. Uh, it's looks super, super, super interesting. It's basically about um, a granddaughter and her grandmother, who her grandmother and her, I guess, great uncle were both French resistance resistance fighters during the Second World War. And her grandma's brother ended up in a concentration camp. And it's it's her going with her grandma back to Germany or going to Germany and, and really just talking about her grandma's participation in the French resistance, um, the resistance against the Nazis as when they invaded in 1940. So, uh, again, it's about 30 minutes. You can check it out on YouTube. Uh, and it's been put out by The Guardian. Ooh, what about doc feature who were the nominees there so do the winner the winner was my octopus teacher uh the nominees were collective 
Crimp Camp, which is actually put out by Obama's production company, the Obama's productions company, uh, The Mole Agent, and Time. So did you see any of them? I saw Crimp Camp, and I thought it was really well done. Yeah, a lot of people were saying good stuff about Crimp Camp. Crimp Camp is is on Netflix as well, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. and it's on my to-watch list. I honestly I, thought – go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I th- I believe my octopus teacher, like for here in Canada, it's being distributed under Netflix as well. Yes, 100%. 100%. Um, So did you watch my octopus teacher? No. I watched Seaspiracy, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm telling you, man. Seaspiracy is – it makes me sad to eat sushi, but I love it. I guarantee you it's going to be nominated. Next year? Next year? Yeah. That's quite possible. It, it, I mean, they did a really great job with it. But anyway, I digress. Uh, I watched the trailer for My Octopus Teacher. Uh, it's also in my queue to watch. The cinematography, the underwater cinematography looks fucking unbelievable. And I, I think, like, just the aesthetic of it is probably why it won. Uh, Collective, though, go watch Collective. It's, uh, I believe Collective is on Amazon or Crave. Um Collective is basically about there's a fire in a nightclub in Romania and basically a bunch of people survive the fire and then die in the hospitals because it turns out that there's this huge health scandal where the Romanian hospitals are basically buying disinfectant that has been watered down and it turns out there's all this like money changing hands and like romanian hospitals aren't even safe to like go have surgeries in and it's this crazy like the reporters that did this documentary or did the research for this documentary uh put their lives literally on the line and they're still in danger to this day um so if you like that kind of like investigative journalism documentary definitely go watch collective it's uh, it's fucking crazy, man. But my octopus teacher oh, hey. looks really, really pretty. Yeah, uh, our producer Rod just said he did watch it. It was super sad and interesting. Well, there you go. And now it has an Oscar, so I'm sure lots of people will watch it and be very sad and very interested. So next feature, I believe this was one of your picks for your Oscar picks. Yes, and um, and and so I did best not- international. So the winner is another day, another round uh, from Denmark by Danish director Thomas Vinterberg. He also did The Hunt, which if you haven't seen, uh, it also has uh, Mad Malkinson in it. Go check out The Hunt. This was not, this is not the one I picked to win. I do feel like I understand why it won. Um, again, because The Hunt, uh, The Hunt is such a well-known film amongst directors. Uh, that I think a lot of people are just like, they know Thomas Vinderberg's work. Um, but my choice had been uh, Better Days from Hong Kong uh, by Derek Tsang. Uh, and I still, to this, I still think Better Days is, is, is the better film out of the two. Um, so, oh, Chris, Chris, can, can you do me a favor? Shut up and stop talking for a second. No, no, no. Just do me a favor. Come a little closer. Come uh-huh. a little closer. Yeah. A little closer. All right. To the mic or to the screen? To the screen. To the screen. Come a little closer. Now, I want you to say something that my wife never says. What's that? Scotty was right. Because <laughs> without watching any of these in our Oscar pick, I'm like, another round's going to win. I haven't even watched any and of them. I, and I, think I can I already even, tell you. I even gave you shit for not watching it. And you were like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. This yeah, is going to win. Be, I'll be like, does this movie end in on good note? And then you're like, yeah. I'm like, that's going to win. <laughs> so I don't know if you saw this today in the Twitterverse. Oh, so 
another round is being remade into an English version because fucking heaven forbid you got to fucking read subtitles for less than and two it's hours. Leo? And they're replacing Mad Melkinson with fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm like, why? Why? Just watch the fucking original movie. You don't. This this goes back to when we were talking about the Untouchables and the like. The French Untouchables movie. Watch that. It is amazing. It'll make you cry. It is so well, well done. First of all, it's the Intouchables. Sorry, right? the Intouchables. Untou- the- Untouchables Connery, and we don't do the <laughs> Chicago way here. But <laughs> touche, touche. Um, but the remake for that with Brian Cranston was fucking garbage, man. It was like hot fucking garbage. Hey, that's the thing, right? It, now this is a hot commodity. It's a known commodity because it won the Oscar, so it's easy to remake. But it's a right? Danish commodity. So it's like you buy a Danish, but it's Americanized. No, you want the Danish Danish. You don't want the American Danish. The American Danish comes in a shitty box. But now it's literally remake of the Oscar award winning film. It's fucking ridiculous. Anyway. So best animated feature was sold. Just audience, if you're listening, go watch Better Days. It's fucking amazing. You'll love it. And Collective is also, again, in Best International Feature Film ca- uh, category. Watch that, too. Okay. Sorry. What? Moving on? No, no. First, you actually have to say say that. Who was right? Scotty was right. For the furry first time. All right. Uh, best Animated, right? That's what we're on to next, which was Soul, the winner. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that you've got something on that. I haven't seen soul. It's going to be on my list now though. Cause people have, you know, really, really been pumping this thing up. No, it, it was really good movie. Like to be honest, I liked onward better, which was also nominated also Disney, but um, yeah, I can see why soul. Soul one, right? Like it was a very, very well-made film. Did you end up watching Wolf Walkers? Because that's one of the ones that I had meant to see. That's about basically like a it's a animation uh, of it is an animated like Irish folklore. So no, I did not. It is on my Apple Plus queue, but we did not watch it in our household, unfortunately. But I'm sure we will at one point. All right. Okay, so you haven't seen The Father. I mean, for adapted screenplay, I mean, it was up against Borat, which I don't think really works because it's mostly ad-libbed. Nomadland. And I don't see how Borat can be adapted because it's a sequel. Well, it's a sequel, and it's like, it's his. Like, it's not adapted from, like, the Borat. The only way it gets in there is because it's Borat character, the movie adapted from Borat TV show, which I think is a fucking meh. Like, no, 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 no. So the father is uh, adapted from uh, Florian Zeller's play. So the, 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 and I believe the director is the same person too. Like the, the playwright directed, uh, let me just check here. Do, 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 do. Ooh, now that's good audio and good TV, eh? Anyway, regardless, I can't remember who actually directed The Father, but it was from a play. Yeah, it was. I had that right. Okay, so The Father was directed and adapted from Florence Zeller's play, and it has that play feel. And I've talked about plays that get turned into films. Uh, a lot on our show, uh, The Boys in the Band, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, Fences. Sometimes you do it right, sometimes you do it wrong. 
fuck if you have not seen the father go watch the father it is everything about it is perfect like okay so now it's chris up nolan's ass and the father's ass <laughs> uh, chris up his father's ass no 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 no. Uh, yeah i mean i i'm i have no problem with this winning best adapted screenplay i mean that helps that the playwright adapted the screenplay and then directed and again we've talked about that too like directors directing their own screenplays they already know what that image looks in their head all right and so now they just got to make sure they can translate that onto the screen so uh mm-hmm. yeah i can't talk enough about the father um and we're, we'll talk about this a bit in when we get into the best actor category because the father came out late like it came out what like a week before the cutoff for the oscars or whatever so it missed sure. a lot of the other uh award shows all right now best original screenplay uh-huh Emerald Fennel, Promising Young Woman. 100%. How do you feel now, about that? This is how I feel about it, Chris. Uh, I believe if you listen to our Oscar predictions and we talk director, I'm like, <laughs> she's not going to win director, but I guarantee you she's going to win for best original screenplay. And I think you also doubted me on that one as well. Uh, I don't know if I doubted you on that one. Uh, I know I put a lot of my money on Minari. And I was actually a little surprised that Minari didn't win more awards. Um, but, I mean, it, it is what it is. Like, Minari was up for six six Oscars. So, and I mean, I think it won one. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. That's all you got to say about uh, Promising Young Woman? I thought she was going to win from the beginning, right? Oh, so, so you're like, fuck it, mic drop. I got nothing to fucking was, say then. I was like, boom. I'm like, listen, follow me on Twitter for more recipes. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, I mean, anybody who's listened to our show knows that uh, we're big fans of Emerald Fennel's work in general, and we're really big fans of Promising Young Women. Like, uh, And we did a great show on it, so if you want to go check that out, I think it was about two months ago, so go check out our episode on Promising Young Women. Uh, we got a great guest nah. as well now all right so can you pronounce the name because no, i know i, 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 I watched I, I watched the video i watched I the video too. this morning my screen and i'm like i'm not i don't even want to go down that route supposedly brad pitt did a very good job of trying to pronounce that but i'm gonna i'm gonna throw it over to you scott because i don't want to butcher oh, uh, this actor's name I, I believe it's young 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 jung yeah and she won for uh, minari correct and now because of the whole thing today, do you think she dissed Brad Pitt or was just like some like little commentary, like a little fun they're having with each other? Uh, I thought she was like having some fun with him. I don't think she dissed him at all when she was like, hey, how come you weren't on set with us and stuff? Yeah, because he some... produced it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he produced it. Yeah. Um, but then got to give her her Oscar. And then uh, she had like one of the best Oscar speeches. She basically just talked about like how how lucky all the all the nominees are to be there and that she just happened to be luckier and that, like that she wasn't necessarily better uh mm. i mean maria baklava uh i don't know if her like her performance was good i don't know if it was really oscar worthy i know i'm gonna take a bunch of fucking shit for that but whatever but also you're, you're gonna take it some shit from this guy oh, fuck <laughs> just go scott go this you're you just having all your fun today and I, I told you, it, it was in the intro. Somebody's going to be eating some crow. Um, y'all, listen to our Borat episode in which I stated I 
that I'm pretty sure she's going to be nominated for an Oscar. And Chris fucking laughed at me, <laughs> saying I did not think know what How I was talking about. How the fuck do you about. remember all this stuff, man? Like you don't listen. even listen to our episodes half the time, and somehow you yeah, all, I, I don't now like the you sound know of my every voice. single fucking nugget of information about like when I was wrong occasionally on our show. It's like you know, old school before gps's you didn't know how to get somewhere you just fucking got there right? <laughs> and then once you got there once you remembered <laughs> so there was or do you think that she should have won or was there anybody else on the list uh to be honest yeah. I, I was surprised like i didn't think she was like i thought uh who won minari's young john Jung was gonna win uh-huh but i was i i had like a 50% or sorry, let's say 49% that I thought this was going to be, you know, after going over 12, that they were just going to fucking give Glenn close this one. I mean, it doesn't help when you're nominated for a Razzie for the exact same role in the same year. Like that's, that's got a way on some of those uh, Oscar judges. You know what I mean? I think somebody, fuck, I'm trying to, I'll, I'll look it up while I talk. But yeah. I think somebody w- was nominated for a Razzie and an Oscar and won both. Uh, yeah, I feel actually that that does sound really familiar right now. Was it like Ben Affleck or Matt Damon? No, Ben Affleck doesn't have. It might have been Casey Affleck. Uh, well, anyway, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to best supporting while you do that. Is that okay? Dude, or yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Well, so, Sandra Bullock won one. Apparently, she won a Razzie the, for uh, a Razzie for the same role as an Oscar. Yeah, for the blind side. Oh, yeah. Her accent was kind of shit, but I mean, I think some. I think she actually got her Oscar because the movie was such was held in such high regard. But I mean, that's for a different show. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? You, actually, I'm. I'm going to lead into this just because I know you're going to want to do your fucking happy dance on this one. So we're getting into things that uh, we discussed on our Oscar prediction show, and for best supporting actor. Who did you think was going to win, Scott? Oh, Chris, I don't remember. Can you tell me? Can you tell me? Who who did I pick? Well, I had to go back and go into the vault and look it up. And you had Daniel Kaluuya. And who won, Scott? Daniel Kaluuya. That's right. Um, I mean, again, other than other than his, his uh, co-star that somehow also got Best Supporting Actor, uh, Lake of Stanfield... I, I don't know who else really stood out. I mean, like, I think this was pretty much his or Daniel Kaluuya's to take home. And I mean, oh, wait, no. Paul Rossi from Sound of Metal also did a pretty awesome job. Remember when I couldn't remember that he was a supporting fucking role? Because I don't know how to yeah, read. You, yeah, you, you put him down as best supporting <laughs> or best supporting and best actor. But uh, actually, to be honest, there's like now hindsight 2020. There, there really was only one other person that could have took it away from him. Who's that? And that's if they switched Chadwick Boseman to a Best Supporting for Ma Rainey. Yes, and I think are we getting into Best Actor now? Or are we going to do Best Actor? No, no, actor f- it's Best Actress first. But okay. I think, I think that was the only way. Let's Daniel let's come Kulua back to the Chadwick Boseman stuff uh, in a in a moment here because I think it's going to be okay. it's it's kind of the big the talk of the town as they say. All right, so best actress was Frances McDormand in Nomadland. Yep. Uh, we were both wrong on this one. I can admit when I'm wrong, unlike Chris. Um, <laughs> you had Viola Davis. 
I had Carrie Mulligan. We were both wrong. How do you feel? What do you think? Do you think that was the right? Do you think it was? I mean, she. So Frances McDermott now has three best Oscar, uh, best actor, actor, best female actor, best actress wins, which now mm-hmm. t- which ties her with Daniel Day Lewis. The only person who has more Oscars than her is Catherine Hepburn with four. I know. So that what's she, her next movie? What's that? <laughs> exactly. Because, I mean, she's just <laughs> killing it lately, man. Because she. It, no, she hasn't gone back to back. It's every other, right? I think it's every other. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are, there's other people like Meryl Streep that have the same amount of Oscars, but both like Jack Nicholson Mara, and Meryl Streep have a supporting actor Oscar that brings them up to their three. Like Daniel Day-Lewis and Francis McDermott are the only two that have three like leading role. And then, um, like I said, Catherine Hepburn has four. Catherine Hepburn has like, like, fucking 30 oscar nominations or something crazy too like it's like did she just like every year she went to the oscars and they nominated her like i don't know i didn't watch a lot of her early work but man that's fucking pretty impressive well back then too films are more like fucking a conveyor belt right like yeah there's the the same system yeah the actor (laughs) the actor would be like in what four or five movies in the same year so give or take so after you know, and now now that it's all done, would you still would you still give it to Carrie Mulligan or would you give it to Francis McDermott? Yeah, I would. And just for the fact that she has three. No, I'm just joking. Not for that. But I, I do out of those performances. And I've wa- I did watch both movies. Um, they are they're both done well. But I, I thought. Carrie's. Like, I felt more, I was more engrossed with her performance than Frances McDormand's. And I still stand by, I think what I said in our show was, Frances McDormand did a great job, but she essentially was playing, like, surly old lady, which is kind of what Frances McDormand is. I'm like, I mean, compared to, like, Viola Davis um, and uh, Andrea Day, like, Andrea Day in the United States versus Billie Holiday, and I, I said this on our last show about it, too, it's like, she was fucking amazing. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you give it to Francis McDermott over those two, uh, those two actors. And I mean, just to throw it in there, not that it should matter, but like both of those women are people of color. And I think that they were at least equal. And so if you were going to have to pick, I would have been like, maybe don't give it to the white woman who already has two. If, if all things are equal, but again, well, well, if all things are equal, her having two doesn't matter. Fair enough. All things are equal, right? Fine, Fine. If all things are equal, uh, I think Andre. Okay, if I had to pick between all three, I I think Andrea Day did the most transformative role, followed by Viola Davis, and then I put Frances McDermott and Carrie Mulligan and Vanessa Kirby all kind of in the same number three spot. I mean, they were good; they're good performances. But I think, like I said, Andrea Day in the United States versus Billie Holiday and Viola Davis Davis in uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I think they were they were better acting roles. But whatever, I'm not on the on the board, so I don't get to make those decisions. So <laughs> not yet, One at day, least. Chris. I was going to say one day. So here's the one that I I was shocked when I read this. Uh, not I'm not shocked because of how great the performance was, but I thought this was this was sewn up. I thought I and I think we commented about this even even before I saw the father. I think I made a comment about yeah, you never want to go into the Oscars against someone who's died in that year. It's 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 going to be a tough one. I mean, he won. Chadwick Bosman won tons of awards this year. Like mm-hmm. I thought, did you, did you think, did, were you like me? Did you think it was done? Yeah. Like, 
especially when I heard because we both we year. both picked Chadwick Bosman uh, yes. for best actor, and we were both no, wrong. Yeah, like uh, we were wrong. Now, when I heard how they were restructuring how the awards went, best picture wasn't going to go last anymore. It was actually going to be best Oscar, actor. where you, or sorry, best actor. You know, and you know he, you have his widow there, and she's doing the tour. She's giving the speeches, right? And she's gonna be in attendance for this. It just seemed like okay, you know, they're giving it to him. This is gonna be like his last hurrah, in terms of like they're gonna like tribute him for the last five to ten minutes of that show. And based on today, even Anthony Hopkins thought the same thing. <laughs> Because only today he actually accepted because he didn't actually attend or watch it because he thought it was going to be Chadwick Boseman as well. And so what, he like woke up this morning and is like, oh, what, fucking all these messages. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, so he, he went on his he went on his uh, Instagram and did the expect, acceptance speech on that. He accepted the award through there. He, he paid tribute to Chadwick Boseman. And, uh, yeah, he even said, like, I did not think it was going to be me, like, at all. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, that makes Anthony Hopkins a a pretty classy motherfucker. Um, This is, as and and I've talked about the father a lot on this show so far, and, like, you haven't, you definitely need to see it. But his, I remember watching it and thinking, oh, my God, it's it's too bad. They're not going to give him an Oscar. Cause this, he is a, it's, it's a masterclass in acting. It is, it is the best, it is the best role, the best acting he has done in his career. And I mean, that includes Hannibal Lecter. It's, 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 it's amazing. Like I said, it is a masterclass in acting. And all I could think is fuck, like he's not going to get an Oscar and he's the oldest person to win an Oscar at 83 years old. So it's not like he's got lots of fucking years left in him to uh grind oh out of this stuff but yeah, i mean christopher, I christopher, christopher Plummer, he got he got nominated for uh, an oscar for his role in uh all the money in the world and i think at the time he was the oldest to be nominated for an oscar so what the fuck do i know right well you can't call him a national treasure and then pretty much say he, he's about to kick the, kick the fucking bucket you can be both of those things you can be a national treasure and almost dead <laughs> can't he I don't know. All right. So best picture. This one we also got wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we did. both thought it was going to be the Minari and it was No Man's Land. No Man's Land is good. I'm OK. Like, I'm OK with like not getting that right. I mean, I think both Minari and No Man's Land are really interesting, touching films. And uh, it would be interesting, actually, to see if any people are going to kind of like spill the beans on how, what, like why they chose one over the other. Cause I think it's a toss up between the two. Um, I think they, they were the best, uh, the best runners for the uh, best picture awards. So what do you think? Are you happy with that? Or Yeah. The, like I enjoyed both films. And like I said, like Minari held my interest more. Um, but I thought really this year was going to be, more diverse in terms of it's not always going to be like the same, right? Just because you're the best pitcher doesn't mean you're going to have the best actor just because, or the best director that it was really going to like just spread everything out. Right. So like, so everything is kind of shared every, you hear 
everybody's story this year. Yeah. And I, I was 100% wrong because it was Nomadland. Yeah. And I mean, did you like Nomadland? You know, she shot in a bucket, man. Like, I don't. <laughs> and she probably like, went for method. me the story. She, she probably and, and, did that for real. Maybe. Maybe. That's it real, did look like that's she was. real Francis McDermott shit in that bucket. That's she, it did look like shit, was... man. That's a tr- three-time Oscar shit. I was gonna say it did look like you know she she was really searching for that paper towel. What did Dean but, Cook uh, used to always say? We were all gonna lie, we're all gonna cry, and all we're all gonna take painful shits. You know, even Oprah or even Halle Berry. I'm an Oscar winner. <laughs> anyways, no, but like to me, the story of you know the emigrant family trying to fulfill the American dream resounded more than the story of, you know, the recently widowed who gave up everything to, to go live. No, 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 no. She didn't give up everything. She had nothing left. She lost everything. She didn't give it up. She, she didn't want to move out of the the place because her husband died. She She would have to go back and like live with her family. Like her, she, she had a house at that time. She chose not to. She decided to live there because her husband who died, you know, uh, had no family. So she, if she didn't stay there, no one would remember him. Fair enough. That's what I got of it. Fair and enough. Then, you know, and then she finds the other nomads that do this and, and do the same circle I, every I'm, year. I'm, right? I'm pretty sure it was because she was fucking broke. But we'll, we we can agree to disagree right now, and I'll, I'll go back and watch it, and I'll fucking spank you down on another episode. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, all I got to say is fucking Amazon looked good there, eh? How much did Amazon pay for, the, for that fucking Amazon money? Yeah. Like, that, hey, that, you, that, you work at Amazon, and we're, we're flipping the Amazon bill so you can live in your truck while you work for us. That's uh that that is the best an Amazon working experience will ever look to anyone ever. You know what I mean? But not only that, like it, it's like they had some insight that Fox was going to be bought by Disney. So now Amazon is all over Disney Plus. Anytime anybody watches that movie. Okay. Now, so you give ready? me the last one. Yeah, yeah. Give me the last one. So best director. Oh, fuck. I know why you want me to do this. Okay. So, best director is Chloe Zhao. Who did you say was going to win best director, Scott? Chloe Zhao. And you were right, man. You were right at least twice for sure. Some kind of rights throughout this uh, this episode. Uh, And I saw, I said Lee Isaac Chang. So, I was fucking wrong. It's the moral and the theme of today's is... Scotty's right. Chris is wrong. Can can you come closer to the camera? Can you come closer to the screen? Say that again. I can, if I come close to the screen, you can't hear me because I won't be talking into my mic. So, Chris was wrong. Scott was right. Let's oh, not make a fucking. A, let's not make a habit no, no, of this. Come close. Do a little sexy voice. A little whisper. <laughs> Scotty was right. Get a little sexy. <laughs> Speak. <laughs> uh, so Chloe Zoe becomes became the second woman. Uh, to win best the the Oscar for best director, do you know who the first was? Um, it's your girl. Z- z- yeah. Oh my god! Now I'm having a brain fart. But it's zero dark thirty. Catherine no, Bigelow. sorry, Hurt Locker. Catherine um, yes. And she is the mm-hmm. first woman of color to win best director. So, 
you know, congratulations to her. Uh, basically, the Chinese government censored her win. <laughs> like, people in China did not get to hear that she won uh, Best Director. So uh, if you're in China and you're listening to our show, just so you know, uh, Chloe Zhao won Best Director for her film Nomadland. So... Oh, why? Why would they censor it? Did she say? Like, I didn't hear the speech, but did she say something against well, China? Well, she, she's a big proponent of democracy in Hong Kong, and so they don't want they don't want people with a big profile who have that kind of viewpoint getting more airtime in their country, right? So, because last time, uh, last time I checked, uh, China was still uh, a totalitarian state. So, uh, so yeah, okay. Um, oh, and we well, kind of, we, we just before I, before I move past this, um, I can't pronounce her name, uh, who won supporting actor for a Minari. She's also the first Korean to win the supporting actor Oscar. So that's super I, important. So perfect. So is there anything I got, I got here. I've just got a big note that says any thoughts, Scott. Yeah. Do you want, do you want me to go through this year's winners? Like for 2021, what, who's going to win? Already? <laughs> yeah. The, the movies aren't even out yet. I'll, I'll tell you right now who's going to win. Okay, go. Seaspiracy, uh, best doc. Okay. West Side Story is going director and pitcher. Okay. That's it. And perf- actor performances, I don't know yet. But uh, <laughs> it's going to it's going to be uh, another round or whatever the fuck they translate that into, because somehow the English translation is not going to work out. Uh, Leonardo. No, it, will, it, will, it won't be this year. Well, another round won't be this year. They still got to film it. I mean, but, what else is yeah. Leo doing right now? But that's the thing, right? A story of two opposing sides coming through love coming together. And, you know, it's, it, al- it's almost kind of like Romeo and Juliet. Almost, you know, or Republicans and Democrats that they need to come together, you know, right Joe Biden, and that is my, that's my prediction. So mark this April 26, 2021, when I, a year from now, tell Chris that I called this a year, <laughs> we'll have video proof this time too. We will. Uh, before I get out of here, I'm just going to say it one more time. Watch the father. Anthony Hopkins. No, no, you got to say Scotty's right. <laughs> Scotty was right. Okay, last time. <laughs> Scotty didn't know. Scotty didn't know. Yeah. I'm, glad that, <laughs> I'm glad that didn't get nominated for best song. <laughs> All right, that's it for me, Scott. Take us out of here. And that is our rant for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. You can also reach us and interact with us on social media at how do you like that one or email us at how do you like that movie at gmail.com. The only film to win both an Oscar and a Razzie was Wall Street. Michael Douglas, Oscar. Best actor, Daryl Hannah, Razzie for her supporting role. I forgot Daryl Hannah was in that, actually. So, hey, you know what's super awesome is that uh, I only recorded... That I was like, right, constantly. The, I only recorded, like, the last five minutes of our fucking show because I forgot to turn on uh, the record button. The record button. Oh, you mean in terms of video? Yeah, in terms of video. <laughs> Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.